Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Conversations on Leadership. I'm your host, Dr. Gilles Lamarche, and I'm thrilled to have a fantastic guest today. But first, let's talk about a quote of the week as it relates to leadership. The one I've chosen that I believe applies very well to this particular guest today is about innovation. And it was from Steve Jobs who says, innovation distinguishes between a leader and a follower. And the man we have on today is definitely a leader. It's been said, and I'm gonna read a little bit of his bio, that he's always ahead of the curve. Dr. Jason Deitch has been mentoring inspired chiropractors and health professionals and helping them to share their health stories for decades. You probably already know him from Amplified.com and all the popular posts that they put on Facebook. But Deitch has been instrumental in getting our subluxation-based message heard long before social media was even a household term. Jason's been doing this for years, decades. <laughs> decades. Putting his undergrad marketing degree to good use. His first chiropractic book hit the market before he even attended chiropractic school at Life University. From tools and technology to platforms and podcasts, Dr. Jason Deitch knows how to connect chiropractors to the world. To say he's passionate about our profession would be the understatement of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest today, Dr. Jason Deitch. Jason, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Jill. It's, uh, it's an honor, it's a pleasure. Uh, I'll, I'll just connect the dots of the irony here. That bio was actually written by a, a wonderful writer who worked for Today's Chiropractic years ago, decades ago, when uh, thankfully they had featured me in a 40 under 40, 40 chiropractors under 40, under 40 years old doing things in the world. And uh, that actually came from that. I thought it might have been appropriate to share with you here. It is a pleasure and honor. And uh, I'm just excited to be here with you here today, Joe. Well, thanks so much. And obviously, we're talking about leadership. So I've got a few questions for you. And the first one I'd like to ask you is, you know, when did you first know that you wanted your livelihood to be based on the desire to serve others in the work that you do? Because you started as a practicing chiropractor. And now you're yeah. But when did you know that you were going to become a servant leader by choice? You know, that's a great question. I, I think the, the only moment I can really point to is uh, my father tells me a story about when I was really young. And my dad was an, uh, was an entrepreneur for many years. And I always admired him and what he did and how he lived his life and the way he thought. And honestly, I guess I'll say his leadership. And one day when I was really young, I literally might have been five or six years old, he tells me the story. He said, you know, you finally put it together. And he said, and I said to my dad, I said, Dad, I don't really know what's so difficult about business. You know, I'm watching you. I'm watching what's going on. It just seems to me that all you've got to do is find something that everybody needs and give it to them at a price they can afford and you're in business. What's so difficult about that? And when I realized the big idea of what chiropractic is based on, the fact that there's universal intelligence, the fact that we're all connected, that our brain and bodies are connected, when I started understanding from a very young age that simplicity, to me, two and two fit together. And it wasn't just about doing business for my benefit. It was about being able to open up the idea 
that we all should be providing tools that everybody needs at a price they can afford. And the world would be a better place if we could all think from how do we help as many people as we can and do it in a way that they can afford to participate in any way. It just all seemed to make sense to me. So I think from a young age, and I, and I say business not in the get rich sense, but in the make a living, take care of yourself, be self-sustainable sense. You know, we all need to be able to generate at least enough to be able to live and take care of ourselves. Otherwise, we're part of the problem, not the solution. So uh, I think I just at a young age grew up with great influences, inspirations. I got exposed to what we know to be the big idea of chiropractic at a very early age. And uh, I don't know if there's any other moment that sort of said, I'm going to be a servant leader, but it's just been part of who I am to try to bring these ideas to as many people as possible, knowing that if the world's a better place, it's going to be good for me too. <laughs> Absolutely, right? I mean, leaders lead with a purpose, usually understanding that it's good for others, but it's also good for the person who's actually choosing to lead. And you've done, a, you know, you've obviously done a great job as a leader in the profession when you were in practice. And then at some point, I guess a little over a decade or so ago, yeah, you transitioned and you started using your marketing acumen, which was your undergrad degree, to really push out a message of, I would call what I, the way I see it, a message of hope and healing. And you've created a team around you. And so a couple of my questions today really have to do with, with your organization. You know, how do you, because you've got to be really creative, but how do you as the leader encourage creative thinking within your organization and the people that work for you and with you? It's a, a fantastic question. Um, the assumption is that leaders just tell everybody what to do and they do it. <laughs> um, and that's not really the case unless you take what I'm about to say in the different perspective, which is um, I found in our organization that if I, if I have the right people in the right places, the right talent doing the right functions, jobs, roles, responsibilities, um, that giving them the space to, as I like to say, live their innate potential to, you know, again, choosing the right people is key. Um, but if you get the right people in the right positions and you encourage them to thrive, uh, often they do. So it's really about creating the environment, I guess maybe even like a plant. If you put it in the right soil and it's the right seed and you nurture it, it is born to thrive. Its, it's intention is to grow and to you know, contribute, I'll say, uh, to the ecosystem. Great people do that as well. I, I, I guess it's probably very much the same. Knowing that my role isn't to tell everybody what to do in my organization, it's to bring out their best within our organization and then really build a culture around, I think one of the most sorely lacked skills are listening skills. Uh, not just hearing, but listening. Most people have a tendency to you know, be thinking about what they're gonna say next while the other person is speaking. And we really try to develop a culture where we don't interrupt people while they're speaking. We allow people to flush out ideas and then we consider them as opposed to figure out all the reasons why they're not going to work before they even finish the sentence coming out of their mouth, which unfortunately is too common in many organizations that I've seen and watched from a distance. And so in your organization, 
where do the great ideas come from? Because I mean, I've seen the ideas that have come out of your organizations. So where do yeah. all those great ideas come from? You know, uh, I, I call that concept listening to the whisper. And uh, most of the great ideas in our organization, whether they're from me or for people on the team, typically happen when you least expect them. <laughs> and they typically happen when you simply foster you know, the, the opportunity for ideas to percolate. And my experience is that ideas are whispers. And you really have to just calm, I'll say I have to calm my mind I have to really create space that allows ideas to just percolate. Uh, it's not uncommon for people to, uh, you know, if I'm home and, you know, there's people around, family members and so on, to, to kind of have this feeling like, aren't you going to get to work or aren't you going to do something? And in many cases, you know, my response will be, I am doing something. <laughs> I am sitting in silence, really thinking and percolating ideas because you know, we've all heard stories over the years, you know, amazing discoveries happened in people's dreams in many cases. Ideas are whispers that come to you. I think it's our job really to listen, take notes when they come. BJ Palmer used to do the same thing. He kept, you know, writing paper at the side of his desk in the middle of the night, a thought flash would come and you just got to capture the magic. And I found it's like a muscle. Uh, if you work it, if you exercise it, it builds and the whispers keep coming. Uh, if you have a tendency to shut it up and ignore it and not respect it and not listen to it or not trust it, then life takes a very different course. It's interesting, you know, that word trust, isn't it? Trust in very self, much is. ideas, trust in your team, trust in others around you so that you could really deliver the products that you actually set out to deliver, which is a communication product to get people to understand that there is hope and that there's health and healing available for them. So I, I thank you for that. Obviously we've been friends for a long time and I've, I've watched you grow into this process. And I know you to be a man of a very high integrity, uh, an extremely honest man. And when it comes to your organization, which is the most important to the organization? Mission, core values, Vision, what's the most important to your organization? I would say for our organization, it's really been the mission. Uh, this is a big idea for us. Uh, you know, our idea is that we provide the content, the messaging, the voice for thousands of chiropractors around the world. And it's really our role to create beautifully designed, research-based messaging that practicing chiropractors that are amazing on the front line, but who are not copywriters and graphic designers and content marketers, and, but yet have the best kept secret in healthcare, uh, who need the, I'll say, support to not only have the right educational messaging, but also have the right inspirational messaging and really help create I'll say sort of the game plan, the strategy, you know, how do we think about getting our message out to the world? Uh, and unfortunately, you know, as a chiropractor, as a chiropractor, uh, I think we have the ability to be somewhat self-critical to say we have collectively not lived our potential. Uh, you know, there's so many of us doing such great work on the front lines of chiropractic and yet 
most of the world still drastically misunderstands who we are, what we do, and more importantly, why they should be coming to see us. And I think we need to continue to work hard at really addressing that specific mission. How do more chiropractors become more effective in their communication to inspire more people, not just to want chiropractic, but to want to live healthier lives through using chiropractic care as a vehicle for them to live their innate potential. And there's a lot of nuances in all of that that are really important for our profession to understand. But more importantly, I figure, you know, our mission is to provide the world's best quality messaging for chiropractors to be able to share with their communities so they can do what they do best and we can continue to support them in that mission. And, you know, I understand that it is a big mission and there's no doubt that the world needs great healthcare leaders. So I certainly want to thank you for the work that you're doing in helping chiropractors step up to that step step up to that leadership. So in closing, what are some of the most important decisions you make for your organization and what would you like our audience to know about your organization and what you're really bringing to the world? Oh, thanks. You know, I think the main word I would actually use today more than ever is adapt. Uh, you know, everybody in the world right now is adapting to this new world. Uh, we have to be wise enough. We have to be paying attention enough. We have to be trusting enough uh, in ourselves, in our team, in the source of our ideas uh, to be able to take charge, to lead, uh, to make a difference. And the world's changed. Our organizations need to change and adapt with it. That's what we're doing. Uh, we've got to trust the process. We've got to realize that the past doesn't equal the future uh, and do what we need to do and then to be able to create the outcomes we want in the future, in our practices, in our communities, in our families, in ourselves. And I think most importantly, that's uh, at the end of the day what it comes down to. Did we show up? Did we do our best? Did we give it our all? And, uh, you know, sort of did we leave it out all out on the field? I you know I really appreciate these last questions you're asking. I'm I'm hoping that the audience listening in is going to ask themselves those questions. Well, how do we choose to show up? Because how we show up matters. So you showed up with us today, Dr. Deitch. Thank you so much for joining us on today's conversations on leadership. And um, to all our listeners, listen up. Make sure that you take action. Because without action, nothing changes. <laughs>